You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Welcome to another edition of Cooperative Multiplayer, the official 4-1 Game Zone podcast. And I'm sorry that we missed a week and a half, but sometimes life just sucks. Anyway, at least uh, life is better for my two co-hosts here, Daniel Anderson. Hello. And Robert Cooper. Fucking Batman. <laughs> Well, since you uh, were telling us that you were playing some Batman, why don't you start us off on what we played this week, Robert? Oh, Jesus. Over like the past two and a half weeks, I've been playing games like nonstop since there's not much on TV. My laptop's even more screwed up than I thought. And I can't really, you know, watch a whole ton of things on it. So I've been playing, uh, let's see, I got Arkham Origins from one of my best friends. Uh,. Yeah, it's, like I'm not really that far into the game. It's okay, but they messed with the combat just enough to really piss me off. Because they've changed the uh, the timing just a little. Where in like Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, when you were punching somebody and you saw somebody come to attack you, you could stop mid punch and block them because you're Batman. And in this one, if you throw a punch, you are married to that punch. So, so if somebody attacks you in the middle of it, you're going you're gonna to get hit. Which is really throws off my timing. So that's really that, that's pretty much just been what's driving me nuts with the game. But you know, overall, it seems okay. Hearing the new Batman voice is different, but I like it. Just one of those, uh, I guess once I get farther in the game, I'll, I'm sure I'll run into things everybody bitches about. Like that one spoiler about Black Mask that everybody knows. Everybody knows. Even me, which sucked. Because I was like, oh, well, now I know. There's no surprise. I <laughs> uh, played that. I played a lot of Tekken 3. Everybody hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, it's really quiet. Am I good? Yeah, I played Tekken 3. Uh, that game is hard. I suck at fighting games. It kicked my ass, and apparently my favorite character, uh, Warang, is the hardest person to learn, so I stopped playing Tekken 3. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was once I literally was punching my keyboard because I was playing it on a PS1 emulator, and I'm like, if I'm getting this angry, I should probably stop. I wish I would have taken that advice on Soul Calibur 5 because I went and bought that for, like, real cheap. God, that game is cheap in some aspects. Not to mention the uh, story mode only lets you play as one character who's kind of an asshole. Oh, really? Yeah. You get to play as this new character called Patroclus. I paid for that. I paid like four sixty seven for that when it was on sale on the 360 and I still haven't played it. Yeah, like he gets better and like his second version is like awesome. Though I, he has like a sword and everything. It's cool. But he's kind of like a smug, self-righteous asshole. 
And like, I don't find him very likable. And heck, most of the characters that are in the game, you uh, like in the story mode, this is a cameo at best. So pretty, yeah. Unlike most of the other Soul Calibur games, you only get to run through story mode with one person. Well, you get to play as two others. The one of them's one of the weakest in the game, and I had to use him against Nightmare. Oh, that was anger-inducing. Oh, and there's a uh, style for the created characters that uses Devil Jin's move set from Tekken Five. Trying to unlock that, it took literally like eighty times to finally beat him. Because what it, what the uh, character does that uh, you have to beat, he uses that move set, and as soon as you're in the air, he'll hit you with an, uh, like a lightning uppercut, and he could just keep hitting you with it over and over and just juggling you until you die. Like there's no blocking it. You just have to wait until you hit the ground. That sounds terrible. Oh, it is so cheap. I hated it. it. Took me so long, but I finally got it. But yeah, that game was uh, that game was solid. You know, it's it's not amazing. I like Soul Calibur two more, but eh, it's solid. I also played a lot of WWE thirteen. That was uh something. You know, with uh number one contender for the U.S. title, Heath Slater. Did you did. Uh, take off the MV? No, oh no, they're on, they're not in thirteen. Oh, they're not. Jinder, yeah, Jinder Mahal and uh, Heath Slater are, but they're they're separate. Uh, like you know, they're their own people. Yeah, actually, uh, I actually I thought Drew McIntyre was. Oh, he was DLC, I think. Was he? Yeah. No, he has like the best entrance theme like ever, and it's so sad that it didn't get used that much. Like so True. epic. Yeah, I played a lot of that. I actually I played Universe Mode, but I uh, simmed an entire year of Universe Mode because I had other ideas. Because I made a WCW roster and started putting all the guys from WCW on there, so now I had four shows every week to run through. Was That's what I do. Yeah, I had SmackDown, Raw, uh, Raw is War, and then Nitro. I even made a Nitro Arena, though it was from the internet, because I can't make those things. I'm not creative enough. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. It was fun. Again, Heath Slater was the number one contender for the U.S. title. I actually lost to him with my created character once, because it was a tag team match, and my partner sucked. No, no, one of my partners sucked. I think my partner was Justin Gabriel, and he betrayed me. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, I will say another thing I found out because I finally did create a character in that game. Create a character is like, it's not bad, but I love making movesets, and they made me hate making a moveset. Because you have to pick. It's easier than it used to be with all the different. Remember when they used to have every move of the D pad for every. Uh, face button had its own moveset and it took forever to make a moveset I mean it's it's still kind of like that you have to there's four you know you've got grapples from four different directions but then you have the groggy grapples from four different directions then the uh, limb target grapples from the four different directions for every <laughs> direction the guy yeah that's only what I, I only wake like my character that I used when I wrestled and that's pretty much it because it's such a pain now to make characters it takes so long 
And I mean, it usually doesn't bother me because, like, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, I love that game. Because that game, like, it had so many different moves and so many different options. And it was really cool. And you can make a really in-depth and interesting move set. And this one is just repetitive because you're like, okay, I already know what I want to do. Man, it drove me a little nuts. But I mean, it's still a fun game. And just for Attitude Era uh, goodness, I went ahead and recreated, uh, well, I guess, the look of my the character for me. Because, of course, I named my first character after me because I am an egotist. <laughs> I, uh, I gave him the uh, costume for my No Mercy version as well. I was like, oh, yeah, might as well. You know, a little Attitude Era goodness. Go ahead and put the WWE 13, then an alternate attire is the No Mercy attire. Which I played more of that this week, and I lost to D'Lo Brown because I was smug. Remember, kids, when you're you fight, fa- facing D'Lo Brown and you hit him with the finisher, go ahead and just pin him. Don't keep, don't let him kick out at two, and then let him, uh, you know, kick out of the uh, finisher, and then get finisher again, and then let him kick out like three more times just because you're being cute, and then he hits you with the sky high. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's not wise. Damn it, Minnie. You fat bastard. Now you're making me die. Fucking cat. <laughs> All right, well, anything cause... else, Robert? Oh, I'm trying to think. No, not really. I need to go finish the first Devil May Cry so I can start Devil May Cry 3. I really should. So you're because not going to play Devil May Cry 2? I think I'm going to take the internet's advice and go 1, 3, 4, 2. Because I've heard 2 is like the uh, last one anyways. It's like a... It's the actual sequel, whereas like 4... Isn't that like a... Isn't 4 like a midquel or pre-sequel as the Borderlands people like to call it? Honestly, I just remember you're not playing as Dante for most of the game, which I thought was kind of dumb. And I know yeah, three, uh, three is the prequel, so I was like, eh, why just why not just skip two? Or apparently Dante's not Dante. The game's really easy, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've it's one of those. I got a lot of play on the 360. I'm probably gonna pick up some games from Steam. Because I'm going to at least either try to get my laptop fixed or try to get a network adapter for my uh, desktop. So, I mean, hey, the thing could run Oblivion full, at full power. It should be able to run something from Steam. <laughs> it's my mom's old desktop. <laughs> it's funny. She has a better computer than I do. Yeah, that laptop. Man, that laptop. That thing's a... Last time I brought it over to my friend's house to have him look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, the D drive. <laughs> it says the uh, the recycle bin on the D drive is corrupted. Your parents don't love you and you're adopted. <laughs> it said those exact words. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, probably need to take it into a computer place sometime. Probably be yeah, smart. Yeah, probably do. Well, yeah, especially once uh, school comes back because I'm going to need a working computer come that time. Because if I don't want to really, because I mean, I have a netbook that somewhat works, but the thing has the processing power of like a Cheerio. So Cheerios have processing powers now. No, that's that's the problem. <laughs> like it's a netbook. Like we all know what netbooks are for. They're for going on the internet and word processing. 
right. I can't even get the processing to work half the time. Probably because the hard drive on it's failing. Because I had to wipe the hard drive at least like twice at this point. Sounds like you just need to get a new computer. Well, I mean, that thing's just a piece of crap. I use it to torrent things now. That's pretty much the only reason it's theirs, because I use it to, like, as an extra hard drive. Because otherwise, yeah. I mean, my, comp my room is like a graveyard of electronics. Like, I have an, my mom's old, like, 2004 laptop that has a piece of garbage and the fan's broken. Yeah, okay. It's, Anything it's else gaming related? Nah, not really. All right, Daniel. Uh, let's see. I've fallen victim to the yearly Steam sale. I uh, picked up Mountain Blade, the complete set, Natural Selection 2. Uh, mm. feel like I'm leaving stuff out. Other games I'm waiting to drop in price, but I've got a little bit for those. So what's the Natural Selection game about? Uh, it's a shooter. It You either play as humans or aliens and try to kill each other. There's a nice little twist to it where somebody is the commander of the group and they're the ones that can direct you to where the enemies are. They can purchase upgrades for you so that you can have more effective weapons. More, I mean, it's just a nice little twist on a shooter. I haven't got to play much of that. I've been mo mostly focusing on uh, Mountain Blade because that's really fun. You explained it to me for a little bit, but for everybody that doesn't know what that is. It's uh, it, the best way I can... It's very open world. You can basically do whatever you want. You choose a kingdom to be part of, or you can go off on your own as a mercenary or... Just become a trader, or just you can basically do almost anything that you want, and then you just play through it in an open world. Complete quests, don't complete quests, hunt bandits, raid villages, whatever you want to do. Hmm. Cool. I have to pick that up. Yeah, well, I have to give it a look because I got it's like an, a bunch on Steam. I want to get too. It is an older game, so the graphics are kind of dated, but it's very fun. And apparently the multiplayer can have up to 200 people battles on screen oh. at the same time. Damn. Yeah. Nah, data graphics has never been a problem. You're talking to, like, the Lord Master of the original Xbox. Yeah. So you better have a top five for me then. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I'm like, this is just, like, tailor-made for me, isn't it? <laughs> Spoiler, half the list I've probably already talked about in top tens because... Or top fives, because I love my original Xbox. I still say that there's probably just about as many as five or six top five Xbox games anyway. <laughs> Ouch. No, there's, there's a good amount. Yeah. See, the, well, nice, the Old Republic 1 and 2 and Jade Empire. There you go. That's half your list, and that's just Bioware. Yeah. Halo. And then Halo 1 and 2. Yes. And Ninja Gaiden Black and Jet Set Radio Future and Sega GT 2002. And really? God. Sega GT 2002. Dude, Sega GT 2002 was great. It was you a had, real... Uh, oh, go ahead. Force Sports. <laughs> so there you go. The game they announced at uh, E3, Phantom Dust. Oh, I was going to say Morrowind. 
Yeah, that's oh, I forgot about Morrowind. Which which is funny. I picked that up really cheap. I need to play it. But I've been like, eh, I don't know if I should do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the uh, Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah, so, true. Ah. Uh, well, wasn't that on PS2 as well? Was it? I'm not sure. Maybe it was exclusive. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But anyways, yeah. We definitely went over five or six games there, though. There you go. So since you both named games, we got to have this. Anyway, I've only been able to play uh, with all the crazy stuff that's been happening to me. I, I don't know that I should say that on this podcast, but Robert wasn't there when I was telling Daniel, so I guess I'll fill you in when we're done. Oh, okay. Uh, it's some just stupid, really stupid stuff. Anyway. Isn't it always? Uh, I've just been able to play a little bit of Dragon Guard 3 in between doing World Cup stuff and and also playing Hearthstone as well. So that's enough of what we played. Let's get on to the news, shall we? Uh, Witcher 3 got their assets hacked, and it revealed a ton of stuff about the story, and this big old map that apparently is going to be in the game, and what do you guys think about this? Is uh, Well, I mean, I haven't really looked at the news of it, so I don't know if this is a necessarily a good thing or not. I mean, it's not a good thing that they're getting hacked so easily. At least they acknowledged it, though, and told the... Uh, it's apparently on Reddit. You can find it on there. All the assets that got leaked, but at least Project Red was able to acknowledge it and just say, hey, if you don't want to get spoiled, just don't read it. Yeah, that's true. They're doing that's better really than... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to make a joke. They're doing better than WWE. I was you just going to say that's probably the best approach they could do right now. Yeah, it really is. I mean, why really ignore it? Like, everybody kind of knows it, sees it, and why not, uh, you know, why just kind of act like it's not there? Well, we all know it is. I wonder how they could have done that, though. I mean, was it just on a website to be able to be hacked? Or I think I saw something said they got into somebody's personal hard drive. That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe somebody actually got into somebody's computer. Wow. Some people are just... <laughs> Really determined, I guess. That's it, it. Was the government? Yeah, the NSA found it. Yeah, maybe they're the ones that screwed up my computer. They didn't like the fact that I had stolen Castlevania for the NES. <laughs> Yet you tell people so they can uh, do something about you stealing Castlevania for the NES. I mean, hey, you know, those are like 128 kilobytes. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, the game is old as Methuselah. Well, a friend oh. of mine got the game just so uh, he could get me on his Let's Play channel sometime. <laughs> I would like to see you doing a Let's Play. Of Castlevania so you could hear me scream goddamn Medusa heads every five minutes. <laughs> that would be entertainment enough. Well, maybe sometime this summer, hopefully. 
But yeah, that's the back to the Witcher. That's I mean, I'm looking forward to the game. Like Witcher Two's on my like Steam sale stuff. I really want to buy just because I've heard it's a really good game. And they had it like four bucks the other day. I was like, oh, I need to buy that. But you know, the, the third one, like everything I've seen, like you know, the stills and a video or two, looks really neat. Looks kind of cool. And I mean, hey, at least nobody's really saying anything bad about what's been leaked, right? Yeah, so it's it's good. It's good publicity. Well, I hope not. It looked pretty awesome at E3. I was about to, was about to joke that. Man, uh, what if they? What if they did it as a publicity stunt? <laughs> Give it time. Somebody will start saying that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's already been conspiracy theories going around the internet about that. Eh? Not that about the girl at the KFC with the scars, and the, yeah, they're saying that was faked. Oh, wonderful. Well, all it takes is one big national story to get faked, and everybody thinks every other one is. Well, apparently KFC did uh, send their own investigative people after it. I'm like, that's right, the chicken police. Well, they really had to do something. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want people not going to KFC because of all the... Oh, yeah, they gave like $30,000 to the girl for her surgeries. So they take it back, or I don't know. I was just like, so when they give the money, is it like, uh, like when you return something to a store, and then you find out that uh, the store finds out it was the wrong stuff? Like at work yesterday, we accepted lumber from the competitor as a return. Oh, you just get screwed with that. That was hilarious. I'm like, how do they get it with the receipt? I mean, the people in the lumber, are like, yeah, you can tell it's a different tag. I don't know why they accepted it. I'm like, so is it like that? Where it's like no taxi backsies. That's uh, it's a lawsuit. I'm assuming yeah. it's, you know, once it's finished, if if they screw up and didn't do their investigation well enough to determine whether it's fake or not, they kind of just gotta eat the money. Well, yeah. I, well, I think they they gave the uh, original amount of money as a knee jerk reaction, you know, because everybody was just like putting heat on them like crazy. I mean, they can sue to try to get the money back, too, if they wanted. Oh, that'd be a great PR move. Yeah, let's sue the sick kid and their grandmother because they screwed us out of 30000 Somebody's going to spin that because we know in the age of the Internet, something's going to get spun. It's like a circus. Well, people are going to try to spin this thing for Nintendo. They lost their one of the first lawsuits. There's apparently like four of them. Uh, between them and Philips, the UK judge ruled that Nintendo did infringe on a patent with the Wii, the Wii Remote, the Wii Motion Plus, the Nunchuck, the Balance Board, the Wii U, and the GamePad. Apparently Philips said that they had those patents, even though they were actually confirmed after the Wii was released. Oh, that's funny. So is this uh, is this all uh, revenge for uh, using... For uh, making shitty games out of their characters with the CDI. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I had to bring in the CDI. <laughs> What's Phillips? <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing that probably gamers will know that they made. Don't they make TVs? No, they don't anymore. Oh, man. Oh, well. I guess that means my TV's old. They just make light bulbs and other no, kinds of things. 
And apparently they make motion control stuff for Nintendo to steal. Wouldn't that be ironic that like the thing that like Nintendo found pay dirt on was something they stole? Well, maybe they didn't technically steal it. You know, not everybody just sits there and looks at patents and goes, "Oh yeah, that got patented." Yeah, people should do that sometimes. Well, it seems more like you know Phillips. It, they didn't get given to them until after the Wii was released, so it seems more like Phillips knew Nintendo was making it and said, oh crap, let's hurry up and patent this or whatever. Now I know what I'm thinking of Phillips. They make razors too, right? Yes, Phillips Norelco. Okay. Sorry, continue. I was like, Phillips? Oh yeah, the Norelco. Ah, razors. They're evil. Well, Nintendo's gonna appeal. Of course. But they also have... Uh, suits in the US France and Germany as well so if they lose all of them that's going to be a lot of money coming out of Nintendo they're almost hemorrhaging as much money as they have with the Wii U (laughs) Uh, I'm surprised they don't have a suit in Japan since you know that's where Nintendo's based and stuff I don't know that Philips has anything in Japan they don't. I figured they did. It also depends where they got the patent at. That's true. Hmm. Maybe they got it from some backwoods lawyer. I'm just saying, maybe Nintendo patented it in Japan and Phillips got it everywhere else and then swooped in. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That is a possibility. And a total dick move if that did happen. Do you think uh, Nintendo will eventually win? Uh, I mean, I really... If if what you said is true and uh, Samsung got the patent after the Wii was released, I'm sure because that makes no damn sense to be bitching about, oh, they stole our stuff when we had the patent second. Yeah, apparently they did not get they did not infringe on the actual having a motion sensor, just the fact that they have motion sensing objects. Like the controls and the fact that the system does motion sensing, but not the fact that they had a sensor to do the motion stuff. That seems weird, but whatever. Patents are fickle. Uh, Nintendo also revealed that they're going, they have the technology to make the second gamepad work so that you can have two gamepads going at the same time. It's supposed to be as easy as a system update, but they're not, it's not in their plans right now. Should they yeah. have already had it in their plans? Yeah, it is kind of weird that uh, Nintendo decided to be like, oh, well, you know, you know this whole gimmick for the Wii, for the Wii U, yeah, you can only use one of those. That'd be almost like saying, uh, yeah, you can only use one nunchuck for the Wii. Everybody else use the GameCube controller. That's kind of that's how I see it. It's kind of weird that it's like that. And I think uh, putting in a second one could be cool. It might be a little weird for some games. Cause then let's say you're playing Mario and you know you got the guy with the pad is uh, supposed to be the asshole that's trolling everybody and now you got two of them. That'd be something. That would definitely make some uh, lost some lost friendships. 
But yeah, I think it's something they needed. Anything, Daniel? Uh, I mean, they really should have already had it done. Nintendo's known as the same room console. Why does only one person get a gamepad? That's right. That's not cool, bro. I mean, they would be on the head of the curve because that would beat the remote play and all that kind of stuff. You can have two gamepads doing playing games and stuff. I mean, yeah. it, it would make a lot of sense to me, but, you know, sometimes Nintendo doesn't always make sense. Uh, no, like the Virtual Boy. <sighs> you had to get that in there, didn't you? I did. I was waiting when she said Nintendo. <laughs> Well, it was like a ticking time bomb. Only a matter of time before that damn Virtual Boy gets brought up. Well, Nintendo does say that they're going to have connection between the 3DS and Wii U Super Smash Brothers, where you can transfer data from one to another, so that you know you can play with your characters on the 3DS and then transfer to the Wii U, and you don't have to play them as two diff- two separate games. So. More information about how Nintendo wants you to buy both games because you can play them together. Kind of like the cross cross save that you see with the Vita and PS3 and PS4. Or kind of like the transfer pack with the N64 and the Game Boy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made my mom so mad with one of those once. Because, like, I didn't really get to ever rent stuff from the uh, from the games, from the movie store down the road. But when I did, one of the things I rented was the uh, Pokemon Stadium, the first one. And they gave you a transfer pack. And my mom, uh, you know, she goes to work at, like, 6 a.m., so she dropped it off on the way to work. That transfer pack wasn't going to fit. <laughs> she was like, I had to go after work. <laughs> she was so mad. Uh, but, yeah, that... Back to the 3DS and the Wii U, I kind of thought that was when those like uh, do things. Like, of course they do that. I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. Like the the 3DS is selling great. Like, I know it's still not like I don't know if it's totally up to their projections, but I mean, heck, a lot of people I know have one. That's saying something considering that's not necessarily the target market. That age range, at least not that I'm aware of. So you know, I kind I kind of figured they'd be uh, trying to cross promote the uh, the two because you know the one's selling really well. And besides, like I've always been saying, you're gonna want to try to use the Smash Brothers to sell the Wii U. And I still think putting it on the 3DS first is risky. Risky. Yeah. I don't know that it's risky. I mean, they have things that make it different. There's a lot of people that are not going to want to play multiplayer on their 3DS and stuff. Really? You know, and I, I think when you when you say multiplayer, I'd rather play on a bigger console, honestly. And I it's going to look better. And Yeah, that's true. I mean, heck, I don't play multiplayer much anyways. Mostly because I'm antisocial. Well, hmm. Nintendo does say that they, they're, they tease that they're doing it and either it's going to be in future Mario or Donkey Kong games or in the Mario vs. Donkey Kong game. So that's good that they're wanting to continue doing that. Okay. you have any thoughts, Daniel, about how they could use this in the future in other games? 
I mean, the only thing that's really coming to mind right now is having some type, not necessarily remote play, but special, uh, like if you could do one battle for Smash Brothers anyway, battle and unlock a character so that you can transfer the data and then unlock a character on the, the same character on the Wii U. Doing stuff like that, having special things in there for people that own both versions of the game might generate interest, but I think I think it's kind of risky to release it first because you don't know how the Wii U market is going to go right now. I mean, you're hoping that this will spur it and get people interested, but you're going to have some people that say, well, I've got it on my 3DS. I don't really need it on. I don't need to buy a Wii U for this one game. Yeah, that's what I'm really just worried about with them. That people are just going to be like, well, you know, typically I would buy the Wii U because that's the only system they have. But instead, why don't I just buy it on my 3DS? I have that. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. Like, you know, I would, uh, you know, if I were a huge fan of that franchise, I might pick it up because, you know, the Wii U is kind of sort of dropping in price pretty fast. Because, uh, yeah, it's not exactly selling that greatly. I mean, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen that way, but I think it's a possibility that that could be an issue. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was just kind of thinking about. But, you know, I, I guess I, I just see it as they're making it to where you have less of a reason to get the Wii U version because it's available somewhere else. Even if it is still their, uh, you know, one of their systems. Well, could we see if they do release DLC for Smash Brothers if they don't? release it on the 3DS or something or maybe it's a timed thing where it releases on the Wii U first for a little while kind of like with uh, Titanfall with the Xbox One getting stuff first and then it comes on the 360 later as a way to get people to buy the Wii U version well I mean that that might be smart I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a deal breaker. Well, I'm sure we'll see. And they do have that, uh, whatchamacallit, their own Skylander, that Skylander shit or something. What do they call it? Right, the Amiibos. Yeah, Amiibos. So, that, I mean, the Wii U has that. So maybe maybe that'll uh, help kind of turn the tide a little. I don't know. I almost feel like they're competing against them, themselves with this. Well, they are in a way. Yeah, I mean, it'd almost kind of be like putting a Pokemon game on the Wii U first. When we know that's like the handheld thing. I would say part of it is not wanting to alienate their one audience that they still have. <laughs> the handheld market? Yeah. That's... I mean, you don't want people saying, well, I'd really like this franchise, but screw it, I'm going to just not bother with it if I don't get it for another year after it comes out on the Wii U, for example. Right. That's... Yeah, it can either go one of two ways. Either it makes people want to go, okay, I really want this game, let's get the Wii U, or it makes people just turn from it immediately and go, well, you offered on the 3DS, but then you're not going to give me the DLC for the 3DS. Well, they'd also obviously have to make two different kinds of DLC because 3DS doesn't have the same uh, 
worlds and stuff like that, they're they're different formats. Obviously, the characters could be the same, but it's different to even going from Xbox One to 360. It's a whole different matter to go from a console to a portable, and it's not really using remote play. I mean, maybe when they when we can see them both side by side, we'll be amazed at how different they are and how it doesn't feel like the same game. And then all of this will be not pointless speculation, but it'll it just won't matter at that point because it feels like a different game, so it doesn't feel like a retread. And there is a reason to get both. We just don't know at this point, and Nintendo's not doing a great job of explaining it. Yeah, like maybe they have like you know like a roster of like eight characters for both, but the two versions have like eight characters that are separate for them or something, you know. I mean, maybe that would work. That that would be cool. I don't know. I guess I guess we are technically just blindly speculating at this point because they haven't released a damn thing about it. Yeah. Silly geese. Well, there was a Legend of Zelda info this week. Not only did they reveal new characters for Hyrule Warriors, with Agatha from Twilight Princess being playable, uh, Zant and... Argorok, wherever they're from, and a possible new character called Lana that's on the Japanese box art. The uh, Nintendo kind of... I forgot the guy's name. I'm not the greatest with Japanese uh, pronouncements or anything, but the the guy that revealed the Legend of Zelda stuff in the E3 trailer, he was saying that it's possible that the new Legend of Zelda will have multiplayer. What do you guys think about that? Having multiplayer in an actual Zelda game? Ah, uh, that I mean, it's a fighting game, right? I guess it would make no, sense. No, not Dynasty Warriors. The actual new Zelda game. The oh, what seems oh. to be Skyrim inspired Zelda game. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that because I mean, heck, we've seen how Skyrim multiplayer Skyrim's going. <laughs> Yeah, but you yeah, probably won't have to play for the multiplayer Zelda. <laughs> True. I don't know. It sounds kind of odd. It almost sounds feels tacked on to a degree because mostly those console uh, Zelda games have been, uh, you know, just like a one-person experience for the most part. Like I know they had the. Didn't they release the Four Swords on the GameCube? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like really the one that I can think of that. Uh, you know, more co-op, uh, more about co-op and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe it's them just trying to, uh, as Daniel said, be be more of that uh, in you know in the same room multiplayer sort of console. Which you know that could be great because that's something a lot of people really miss. I know I do. But uh, that, that's kind of odd. So for Hyrule Warriors, I want Tingle. Don't we all want Tingle? Oh, Tickle. I'm sure he'll be in there at some point. I'm sure somebody is going to put him in there, because that would be absolutely hilarious. I would laugh a lot. (laughs) Oh, boy. But, yeah. uh, Yeah, multiplayer is okay. It's okay. That's, uh, That's an okay idea, now that I think of it. It's not something I'd really probably utilize much, but I wouldn't even have the system, so... Yeah. <clears throat> this is not 
video game related, but Luis Suarez just bit someone again for like the fourth time in a soccer game. So that's terrible. <laughs> Bite him. He just it, it looks like he's like being a vampire biting the guy's <laughs> neck just for no reason. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh so you have an Xbox One with a Kinect. Microsoft says they will sell more Kinects with it being by itself. I think Phil Spencer brings up a good point that they do need to sell the the Xbox One first and get developers the option to develop for it. Do you think they will sell more Kinects with it being by itself, or is that Phil Spencer just being hopeful? If they put out a really good game, then yes. If you just get crap games that don't really work well, then nobody's going to buy it. I mean, it's that simple. Right now, there just isn't any game that demands the... I mean, that you feel like you're going to miss out if you're not using the Kinect. And until they get that magical game, whatever it is, you're just not going to see people picking it up. I mean, it's like with the Wii, until they came out with Wii Sports, you didn't have... I mean, it was popular, but it didn't really take off until they had the Wii Sports game and people saw what they could do. You don't have something similar for the Kinect right now. And the Kinect has a horrible reputation as is. Well, I mean, there's no working games for it. There's or let alone working game. There's no game that people say, "Wow, I really want to get the Connect so I can play that game." Right. Other other than dance games and whatever Fantasia is going to be, which I I'm still holding out hope for that, but that's still a variation on a type of dance. If Fantasia ends up being good, that could get some people. It could get people interested because it's. Disney, if it's well made, it stands out. I think you have a good shot at people wanting to pick up a Connect to play it. Makes sense. Well, we have shown Disney and video games. Good combo. So, The Last of Us set a precedent this week by. They announced a price drop, people complained enough, and then Adam Boyce announced that there will be a immediate refund to anybody that pre-ordered the game when it was originally $60. And they also announced a Last of Us... Well, they didn't announce that it was leaked through a French website that there's going to be a Last of Us remastered PS4 bundle. Which might be the one that I buy, because I don't know if I want to buy Destiny right off the bat. Since I still don't have Last of Us. What do you guys think about... Does this set a precedent now when... Say, look look what happened with... Uh, Metal Gear Solid. And the Ground Zeroes. And they just knocked the price off. Anytime we kind of have some kind of... Something, something where somebody complains. Are we just going to get refunds? I don't think it's going to be every time. I think right now the reason that they're doing that is Sony doesn't want to piss people off 
I mean, their whole reputation going into this console was we care, we listen to gamers. If they piss people off by stealing 10 bucks from them, you could see a turnaround in sales really quick. True. They care. They listen to their fans. Unlike those Microsoft heathens. No, Sony listens to their fans, unlike those people at Microsoft that can't make up their mind and keep changing when people complain. <laughs> I mean, that's really what I've heard people say. Yeah. Each company has their own faults. We should stop just blindly defending. Oh, no, I'm just making fun of them. Oh, no, I know you are. I'm just... This isn't really a. This is something I just kind of want to note because it's really something kind of cool. We uh, somebody actually hit level ninety and wow without leaving the starting area. Nerd. He. It took him a whole one hundred and seventy-five, seventy-four days of playing, which translates to about four thousand one hundred sixty-four hours. He started in September two thousand twelve. And he, on Friday, was able to complete the task. Let me get him Would time. you ever do something like that? Well, I found it funny he did that as a bet. Yeah, I know. As <laughs> a bet? Yeah. So, yeah, somebody bet him he couldn't do it. So, what does he win? I don't think he actually said. He just... What it was, he was playing as the, uh, are they Pandarians, Pandarans? Yeah, the, the, because the panda was oh. the first one to make, you could choose what side, whether alliance or horde you wanted to be at, like, level 10. But once you leave the starting area, you have to decide. So he wanted to prove he could be neutral and get to level 90. Like Switzerland. And then he said he was going to probably keep doing it when the next expansion comes out and raises it to 99 or 100. Gosh. Hey, I give him credit for sticking with it. Yeah, he said he would just uh, watch TV shows and kind of do that in the background. That's a lot of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Or, I guess, any other show. Yeah. That's just silly. But, you know, good for him. At least he stuck to it. So, did you know that in Oakland, pinball was apparently illegal? They have now... They're going to make a law... They're going to reverse the law to make it legal again. Because in the 30s, when they outlawed it, apparently they didn't have the flippers that are on the pinball machines, and they were actually considered gambling. You could go cash out at the bar. I thought you said paintball, and I'm like, when did they get flippers on paintball? No. Pinball. That's funny. I think Oakland has enough other stuff to worry about right now than (laughs) focusing on it, but... (laughs) That's just... That's the only thing I'm going to say on the subject. (laughs) I just think that's hilarious that, yeah, you bring up a good point. <laughs> We're worried about pinball being legal and... 
But, uh, hey, at least Square Enix is announcing a new 3DS Final Fantasy game called Final Fantasy Explorers. It's a multiplayer role-playing game, uh, according to Jump Magazine, that's going to basically let you do the same stuff you did in FF3, where you explore and try to get jobs and between the Black Mage, White Mage, Knight, and Monk. And you're supposed to try to defeat different generations of summons. Like Ifrit and Shiva and stuff like that. Neat. So are you buying it, Robert? No. Please not at the moment. I'll wait until it gets cheap. <laughs> I mean, that does sound pretty cool. I mean, I'm not a really big, final, huge Final Fantasy fan yet, because... I totally mean to play all those games, but you know, I'll get to them eventually. I mean, heck, I still got to finish Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Should have finished really? that a long time ago. Well, see, the main re- reason I haven't finished it yet is just because uh, every time I sit down to like, uh, like you know, if I'm like a few minutes early at work, like you know, I'm like, man, I should use this time to play uh, Chrono Trigger on my 3DS. But then I get worried about, well, what if I get done and I don't reach a save point fast enough? You know? Well, that's the, that's the issue there, unfortunately. But it's still a great game. All-time classic. I can see why Randall's played it ten times, including that one time where he totally should have played it on the Super Famicom. <laughs> So do you guys think that 2015 will really be the year that we don't see any more 360 and PS3 games? Like new? Yes, because... Well, not not that they're new, but like, you know, that we get two versions of Assassin's Creed and that we get, you know, FIFA being made for 360 and PS3. That's what they're saying. Well, I um, mean... Hmm. Said 2015, right? Yes, that's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, I can see it. I mean, if you look how fast uh, Microsoft dropped the original Xbox's support, they dropped that like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I mean, Sony—they're a little different, though. They tend to uh. Sony tends to support things until like you know, they can't support them no more. So I don't know. It could be a little, a little interesting, a little different. We'll just have to see. We'll see who, how the mentality goes, you know. Because some of them, uh, oh, so how, that's how I do it. But you know, sometimes you have. Sometimes they'll both do the same thing, and sometimes they won't. But yeah, I'm thinking maybe 2015 will be the end because they're really going to try pushing the. Uh, new systems I guess it's like that same idea of like uh, let's kill off Optimus Prime because you know why are we selling toys to a uh, why are we selling toys on a show that we're you know there's no toy on you know kind of like the maybe Daniel just sent me a link of GOG is apparently doing a tide of 30 flash sales at once Four oh, secret never... flash giveaways, 24 hours of excitement to counter the Steam sale. Ah, oh, that is brilliant. So Hotline Miami is $1.99. The original Far Cry is two fifty. 
That's not bad. Let's see. Bard's Tale, $1.99. I already have that. All, f- uh, all five Heroes of Might and Magic plus Heroes Chronicles for seventeen forty-four. The original Dungeon Keep... The- yeah, the original two Dungeon Keepers, Theme Park, Syndicate, and others for nine seventy nine. It's all apparently ends in twenty four hours and some of them are have minutes left actually. So if you're listening live for some reason, go to GOG dot com and look at these uh sales. Is it GOG? Oh it's just called a GOG. I don't know. Have grid on there as well and don't starve and Oh yeah, see, Don't Starve is on my uh, list of things from Steam that I really want to get. Amnesia six seventy nine. Oh god, isn't Amnesia like that really terrifying game? Yes. Yeah, I'm good. I want to crap my pants. <laughs> You've got some uh, Ultima games for free. Oh, okay. I might jump on that. Ultima four, Worlds of Ultima, The Savage Empire. Ultima Worlds of Adventure 2 are all free. I remember they had dungeon, the first Dungeon Keeper for free once and I bought it from them. It came with like four other games for some reason. So I mean, this is technically free but you have to find the glitch to do it. Somebody found in the original Super Mario Brothers there's a glitch where you can get infinite one-ups. Wouldn't we have all wished you found that back then? I wasn't even alive back then. <laughs> well, for some of us that were. That was that one, I was like, ah, it's just too good not to pass up. <laughs> I'm just I mean, surprised yeah. to hear people are still looking for glitches in that game. I know. It was kind of... Really, guys? Really? Hey, it still makes news. Oh, hey, you know, after all this time, still still a big game, right? Right. Some people still call it the best game ever. Well, speaking of things that aren't game-related but are big deals, did you hear Harrison Ford broke his leg? Yes. And that we have the director for Episode 8, and at least the one that's writing part of nine, Ryan Johnson, the guy who made Looper. Oh, that's interesting. So maybe does this mean Harrison Ford needs to hang it up? He breaks his leg. Just, just give it up, bud. How old is he anyway? He's like seventy something, I think. Yeah, yeah. he's up there. Thing he's is, still doing his own stunts. Why? Well, I haven't heard how it actually happened. I heard a uh, hydraulic door uh, malfunctioned or something. I mean, if it's something like that, it can happen to anybody, no matter your age. Ah, uh, that's gotta suck. Oh, poor guy. Just hope he gets well, I guess. So yeah, Halo Five's other Spartan has a name. His name is Locke, and Microsoft has revealed that. Ridley Scott's digital series will focus on his origin story as well. So that makes me more interested to watch. I forgot what it's called now, but 
are you going to be interested to see what this new Spartan has to do with uh, the Halo series, Daniel? Yeah, I'll be. I'll probably watch it. I mean, if it, as long as it's good. I can't think of another good sci-fi series currently airing right now. So, and just bad news for you guys that like FTL. You're not getting a Vita version because the screen is too small, apparently. So that, that sucks. I somebody plays the Vita. <laughs> well, you might be right because uh, Shuhei Yoshida said that there's going to be very few first-party games coming to the Vita due to indie and third-party games and remote play and as well as PlayStation Now going to be around to support the Vita. So maybe what we talked about with the E3 roundup about them not focusing on Vita, maybe that was uh, letting you know maybe they're not going to be that big on Vita going forward. Somewhere in Canada, Randall is howling. (laughs) He is just like, yeah, I'm I'm crying, eh? (laughs) And he's apologizing to his wife about it. He's like, sorry. (laughs) So Capcom is apparently open to a buyout if someone buys enough of their shares. Who would you want to see buy Capcom? I'll go ahead and uh, say the answer everybody's kind of expecting, Microsoft. Just because they've been working with Microsoft on certain games recently, Microsoft has been paying the development costs for them, such as a Dead Rising. Oh, yeah. The relationship's already there, why not? And some people are like, oh, I want to see Nintendo buy them. Like, yeah. More franchises for them to exploit, and only exploit. Well, Nintendo does need more content from third parties. Yeah, well, would it technically be third party if they're the ones who bought it? I guess technically it still would be your second party or something. <laughs> second party, close enough. I know. Oh well, I mean to continue on that front, Microsoft says that. Lionhead and Rare are crown jewels of their development team. And that Lionhead are already working on non-Fable-related projects and trying to come up with new IP. And Rare is working on a couple things at the moment, but they will announce it at the right time. What do you want these two... Well, I mean, Lionhead is kind of... Other than Black and White, which... That has its own issues because EA released it. I don't know what else they've released that's not Fable-related, but... What do you want to see Rare working on? Perfect Dark. A good, the good sequel. <laughs> True. Banjo 3E. Maybe another gold. <laughs> Let's make a second GoldenEye remake. Why not? Maybe it'll be better. Oh. Yeah, I never played the new one. Was that actually any... Was that actually any good? Bless you. Thank you. I heard it was alright. Yeah, I heard it's kind of hard to recreate that game since, I mean, heck, the original didn't exactly hold up like super well today. 
just because it's you know different animal now. Right. Do you have anything, Daniel? Uh, nothing. I've been trying to think of something that I just am craving from either developer, and nothing really jumps out. I wouldn't mind seeing Rare trying something original instead of going for Perfect Dark or something like that. Do something that they haven't tried before. Well, speaking of more lost franchises, or well, they're not lost, but Ubisoft says they are still working on being Beyond Good and Evil 2 and a new Prince of Persia. They're not letting them go. They're just waiting to have the right team to make it correctly. And Nintendo says the same thing about their 2D and 3D Metroid. So, are we going to see these games? I mean, Nintendo did kind of hint that they already have something with Metroid happening. They just didn't say when they would announce it or anything. So, 2D or 3D for you? On the Metroid. Hmm. I mean, 2D Metroid's like the best thing ever. Hmm. I guess 3D will give them another... uh go at it. I mean, I know the Prime series was really good. So, yeah, I guess... I mean, another 2D one wouldn't be bad. We haven't seen one since, uh... since the GBA, right? Yeah. Since, uh... Zero Mission. Daniel, do you have a preference? Uh, I like them both. They feel different enough that you don't feel like you're playing the same game. Uh... I would like to see Fusion come out on the 3DS to buy, but... That could still happen. Yeah, but I think... Aren't they putting most of those games on the Wii U now? Yeah. They are, but they did... Like, they released, I think it was Super Mario World for both. Yeah, I mean, I'd really like to see them do... I'd like to be able to play Fusion... I haven't played it since it originally came out. I just like to play it. This is not a... Uh, as long as I do better in Metroid Prime Hunters. I remember that game was really disappointing. Or other M. Oh, I forgot that game existed. I think most people were. They did. I want to see another 2D one as well, but we'll have to see what they're doing. I'm a big Beyond Good and Evil fan, so I really want them to hurry up with that game before I just don't care about it anymore because it's been about as bad as Last Guardian. And can it be as bad as Half-Life 3? I mean, hey, Half-Life 3, they keep saying it's confirmed. Left for but Dead you, 3. Yeah, but you know how Valve works with that. They just wait to their own little time to announce the Half-Life 2 Episode 3. I wonder they if people would be more pissed about that being announced in Half-Life 3. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'm sure a lot of people would be very angry. Not that I blame them. This means you would be like, are you kidding me? Episode 3, what's this shit? So when Amazon's continuing, uh, trying to get into markets that they really shouldn't, they have made their own smartphone. It's called the Fire Phone. And I have a feeling nobody's going to buy this either. Or just like the Fire TV. Yeah, but at least that has Gary Busey. 
Gary Busey. Hello. This one listens to me when I say Gary Busey. <laughs> that one is that one was pretty funny. My mom actually thought about buying that. I'm like, she's like, oh, it's specially made for uh, Amazon content. I'm like, but are you gonna forget to get Amazon Prime? <laughs> You're just gonna do it with Amazon Prime like you did this time, where instead of forgetting to uh, cancel it, you forget to renew it. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, good point. So we got the Roku. And we never use it, because our internet's crap. I think people that own a Kindle, just, they'll get it because they want to carry everything over, but haven't hasn't anybody learned from put Apple and iTunes, when you only have one option to get stuff, you get fewer options. Right. That's true. They've also made a uh, Music Prime, their own music service. Yeah, they have, and it's kind of cool because if you have Prime, you get like a ton of music. But the thing that's kind of a pain in the ass is you don't get a lot of like new music. Like it'll be stuff from like at last year latest. But like, let's say I want to listen to the new Black Label Society, they don't have it because it's too new. So it's like one of those, like, you know, if you want to put something on your Kindle to listen to that, you know, is kind of old, maybe, you know, might be on there. And it's kind of, you know, it's good to get some free music as well as, like, the free shows that you get, even. I mean, heck, thinking Amazon Prime's movie selection was total ass before they got the HBO stuff, I think. I mean, it was like... Yeah, I agree. It was not nearly as good as the Kindle. Not Kindle, I'm sorry, the Netflix. I don't have Netflix. The cool thing about Prime was the uh, getting the TV shows faster. Oh, do you get TV shows faster on Prime? Yeah, because there's some that, you know, you won't see them on Netflix for a while, but they'll have each episode, like, I think, like, a week after they air or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Well, cool for PS4 users. You can now preload games, starting with Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark that came out today, and continuing with uh, Battlefield Hardline, Bloodborne, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Destiny, Dragon Age, Inquisition, Far Cry 4, Infamous First Light, Plants vs. Armies, Garden Warfare, Little Big Planet 3, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, The Order 1886, and Uncharted 4. So that's a lot of preloaded games. If you don't understand what preloaded means, it means you can just download it. And then it'll be ready for you to play after you download once uh, the game actually releases. So that way you can already have it done. And the moment that whatever release date hits at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning or whenever they update, you can start playing it. Instead of having to wait to go to the store the next morning. It sounds like something that would be easily hacked. EA used to do it. How'd that work? With the uh, the season ticket, you could play the game for three days before it came out. Cool. If you paid $25 a year. Was that like pretty FIFA good? Madden and stuff. I mean, it's cool if you want to pay $25 to play all these games, and then you can figure out whether you want to buy the new Madden or the new FIFA or whatever. It's way better than spending $60 to find out that you don't like it. 
like everybody did with Madden 25. I don't think anybody liked that game. Would you want to use preloading if it came to Xbox One, Daniel? Uh, I don't know. I don't really buy that many games online with the consoles. Until I actually do, what's the point? If nothing else, I can go out to Walmart and pick up a midnight release if it's something that I really want. True. Yeah. I kind of feel like... feature, I guess. kind of feel like buying things online is like something that's still really... The computers are only like really that great at. I've never bought anything from my 360. This maybe because I just feel like more comfortable uh, with a disc in my hand. Oh yeah, I totally get you on that. I like how, having the disc and making sure I I know. I mean, the only cool thing is that at least you know it's in your system, and as long as it doesn't corrupt, it's always there. Huh. Knowing Microsoft, red ring of death. <laughs> Like one of the things that I always worry about when I get a game online is Amazon when they first came out with the Kindle had a lot of free books and then they actually took away some of the free books and the people that had it on their Kindle it just vanished. So like people that had a free book and were using it for a course or whatever in college lost the book and all their notes. Ooh. That's one thing that always scares me with only doing games online. You never know what's going to happen. That's true. I had no idea Mogart was in here in the chat. But (laughs) he's sitting here talking about how the uh, he's making fun of the Wii U with all its terrible games and whatnot. Not too much related to what's happening, but at least somebody in the chat there. Everybody does that. (laughs) Well, he's not really a console person either, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Robert, it's good to know that in Japan, uh, you can go to jail for stealing Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you can go to jail for uh, stealing Yu-Gi-Oh cards in America. Two 20-year-old men in Japan have been arrested for stealing a 15-year-old Yu-Gi-Oh card collection. The three 320 stolen cards are reportedly worth about 700,000 yen, which is approximately 685 U.S. dollars. So yeah, I think you would go to jail for 685 dollars. <laughs> And plus, it's a dick move. I mean, come on. <laughs> like you're stealing a bunch of Legend of Blue Eyes, like Blue Eyes White Dragons, or like a bunch of Gate Guardians. Yeah, I had a Gate Guardian once. I sold it to a buddy of mine for like five cards and found out it still wasn't worth the cards that I traded for. Don't you love that? He sent it, so it wasn't too bad of a deal at the end of the day. Because I got it out of her pack and then sat. <laughs> Well, the world's largest video game collection has been sold. Oh, yeah? uh, Michael Thomason got $750,250 in the process. 
Uh, he had over 11,000 games. And he got a Guinness World Record for it. What would you do with $750,000? Pay off my student loans. Uh, buy a nice car. Uh, new house. I don't know. Hookers so- and blow. I'd love to see you go get some hookers and blow, Robert. <laughs> I'm sure, sure everybody would. You on Facebook like, yeah, bitches, just sold all my video games. What am I going to do now? Fuck your hookers and blow, man. Hookers and blow. Any ideas, maybe, Daniel? Maybe I'll troll uh, randomly. <laughs> any ideas I had just got replaced because now I can't get Robert's answer out of my head. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll buy more. Uh, I'll buy Randall more Super Famicom games. <laughs> no, no. Okay, here's what I would do. I would kidnap Randall, sit him in a chair, tape his eyes open, and make him finally watch Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Since he did technically go back on that bed. Oh, yeah. that did you see his uh, column? No. He said he has nothing to watch after Game of Thrones over, and the first person who suggests Doctor Who either gets hit or something. I forgot. Oh. I don't know who would hide it. Oh, is that what he said? First person gets hit. Basically, he was basically saying he's not going to watch Doctor Who. Well, Jesus, Randall. I mean, come on. First, you don't want to, like host this podcast anymore, then you don't want to watch Doctor Who. What's wrong with the world? I mean, Jesus. You don't smell that bad. Well, we have to make allowances for him. He is Canadian. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess, you know, can't account for taste. It's almost three. Or you said two thirties when you had to stop, right? Yeah, I just got a well, I just got to pretty much scoop the cat box, vacuum. That's right. But see, actually, we need to have. Uh, I was thinking, I'm like, damn, we need to do a podcast at two th- at uh, noon every day. I got my chores done fast. Because <laughs> usually I wait till like two thirty and get it like everything done real quick. But I'm like, man, I took some time here and it's all cool and stuff. I got time to do stuff during the day instead of what I usually do, which is like sit around not doing much, and then my mom comes home and I got to do outside yard work, and then I got to go to work. Oh, that sounds so much fun! <laughs> oh yeah, and then I get home and get yelled at when I stay up past midnight because you can hear me moving in my room apparently because our house is older, like old as shit. Yeah. yeah. So remember, I'm buying a home. Don't buy one that's eighty years old. Even if it is your uncle selling it to you. And he's technically ripping you off. Because there's a lot of damage. Well, there you go. Important <laughs> information from Robert. That's right. I am chock full of things you need to know. Like the price of tea in China. Well, one thing we do need to know is your plugs, Robert. Oh, that's a good thing to ask. Because, uh... 
Well, the Bradlichan Broadcasting Network is your home for all, all the things you ever want to listen to that aren't this podcast or anything else Sean does. Like there's 40 billion uh, World Cup podcasts. I don't know how he does them. Oh, no, I had to stop doing them after day five because of all the dumb stuff that was happening at my house. Ah, I see. Oh, I'm sure you do not miss doing those podcasts. It was a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds like it. But uh, actually tonight at 10 o'clock, right after I get off work, myself and Mark Radlich, that's right, the mandated reporter is back. So I don't have to host that damn podcast anymore. Not that I was mad that I'd host it. It was just frustrating working with Blog Talk because there's a son of a bitch some days. Uh, he and I are reviewing the new Steel Panther album, album All You Can Eat. I just listened to that album today. It's going to be fun. Did you certainly get All You Could Eat? Yes, yes, just in a different context than what they're using. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it is a funny album, and it has very uh, interesting songs. Y- yes, like uh, you know, like songs about being awesome, and lots of songs about fluids. So there you go. That is definitely a thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would go through the track listing, but I'm pretty sure we'd get an explicit tag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. But uh so yeah, ten o'clock uh, PM Eastern time tonight on the on the Radlitton Bradca- Bradcasting Network on uh so it's it's gonna be great. Uh there's also from the cheap seats, they uh they they they're usually Thursday nights at around nine o'clock. I haven't been on there like recently. I'm hoping to get on there sometime. They invited me on like two weeks ago, but I got sidetracked and was organizing my CD collection. I didn't see the uh, message until too late. <laughs> yep, that's me. And then uh, the Since I Writer podcast, which is my baby, my my favorite podcast that I do usually, besides you know this one and the other one. It'll be back eventually when I fix my computer. I'm actually annoyed because there's a lot that I want to talk about, but my computer's broken and I can't record things with a broken computer. So that'll that'll be back eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, like I'm not gonna let this podcast die, like I did the last time I let it die. Well, actually, no. We did one episode. We did one episode, and it was uh, not great. And then we recorded a second one, and I didn't want to. And I like got halfway through editing it and quit because I hate editing. Jesus, I hate edit. It was like because I would cat like scratching your Kindle or something. Oh, it's me messing with it. It's in my hand. I take it out of my hand. There we go. Better. Now it's just me. But okay. uh. Yeah, that's a thing. And uh, speaking of things that are a thing that I totally should not let die, uh, the Hammer of Doom News report on FallenOnMania.com. I know I was talking about it. I was ready to write it, and I was all excited. And then I kind of got a job, and then I kind of got a broken computer. So, yeah, it'll. I'm, I'm sure I'll be back eventually. And if not, I'll at least be around to, uh, you know, write things when people need me, like the uh, top five this week. Yes. See, I'm usually good if people ask me to do things. It's just I forget to do them. Like that time Randall was like, so uh, you can get the 4PC in for me anytime. That'll be great. And then I get off at 10 and I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry. 
I can't look at Facebook for the four hours I'm at work, sadly. <laughs> My phone doesn't even, I don't even have a smartphone to do that yet. Gotta love that. Yeah, gotta love my dumb phone. It's got the battery power of like a virtual boy. No, it's got the battery power of an Atari Lynx. So I forgot to mention a few things before we get out of here. Rise of the the Tomb Raider might be coming to both consoles, both last gen and next gen. Nice. Talk about a uh, Amazon listing that sort of lists 360 and PS3. So that's good. Glad I'll I'll be able to play that if I don't have a PS4 by then. I forgot to talk about the... There was two Battlefield news uh, things coming out. Andrew Wilson finally fessed up about the Battlefield 4 being terrible when it launched. He says it was unacceptable... But he said it was basically that they tried to rush it out for the launch of the new consoles and didn't take time to test it and all those kinds of things. And also, DICE is talking about why they can't release Bad Company 3 because they can't figure out what made people like the first two Bad Company games. Are you kidding me? That is That's- what their answer is. That is the stupidest excuse. Yeah, guys, we can't really figure out why you like the first two, which is a mystery, because, you know, like, we released a second game that was obviously just like the first one. So, you know, I guess we're just not smart enough to fucking figure out what we did the second time or the first time. God, I have... That is the... That is, like, the dumbest excuse since, uh... You know, I really don't have anything dumber than that can't think of really any pop culture references that equal the stupidity that they have. Fucking Christ. Just deal with it? <laughs> well, they say that some people say they found the multiplayer controls faster and more direct. Some people like single player and the characters and the humor. Some people thought the multiplayer was the best thing they've ever done. So... I guess they got too many some peoples giving answers. Why not take a most people thing then? Like, I always thought the main thing that everybody loved was, like, the single player and the funny, like, you know, the characters and shit. That's what all my friends loved. Oh, that's stupid. Well, they say it's scary to go back and try to remake an old fan favorite when no one can really put their finger on it, what people love. Bringing back the characters and creating a great single player out of that, sure, I can understand that. We Uh have our theories when it comes to the multiplayer as well. I guess it sounds like they have no idea what they're doing. I mean, hey, sometimes you have people like that and then you end up with George Lucas. And the Star Wars people. (laughs) I guess so. But at least they're promising that Hardline has been in development for three years, so it's not supposed to have any problems. Right. I'm the Pope. So, I didn't get to see these, but what are the PlayStation Now prices? Uh, The one that I saw was like, it was, I I think Final Fantasy X 
and they had it four hours, two days a week, and then forever. And the forever price was like thirty bucks. Really? Okay, yeah. so that just does that mean it just streams off a server forever? Or you download it to your system. From what I understand, it was streaming off a server. Ooh, okay. I don't care. That's I mean, the prices just struck me as being completely odd. I meant to send the link in the email, and I've left it out. But uh, it so was how just, much was it for four hours? Uh, three or four bucks. What? Yeah, that's a lot of blitz ball per hour. <laughs> that's a lot of money per hour. It's a dollar per hour. Yeah, it was. Hell? It was just the. I, I if I know that they're talking about changing the prices and that they're not the, going to be the final prices and all that. I get that. They still if they th- now and it also depended on the game. Less popular games had lower prices, but still thirty dollars for Final Fantasy X when you can go out and pick it up for twenty. You're not going to get a lot of people doing that. Or you can pick it up for forty and you own it and you don't have to worry about streaming it. Well, yeah, I don't think it. Because, like, you know, things get taken off servers all the time. That's why we can't play WWE All-Stars anymore. Online. Oh, online, yeah. Oh, no, online, because the servers are down. Man, forget this. Sorry, Cat. <laughs> All right, I think that covers everything. Daniel, go on with your plugs. Uh, Games Factor Fiction every Thursday. You're going to hear some very familiar topics if you listen to this podcast. But uh, come on and join in. It's going to be Sean and Randall this week, and then I'll probably get a top five list to Sean later on in the week to help out. Sorry if you didn't listen... To what I said earlier, the top five is going to be the top five original Xbox games. I had to pick up something that most people could do since I have the Money in the Bank roundtable to do. And work was not kind to me this week, and I've got to work at like three, so i got to try to ha- do two columns in the space of one day. So it's probably going to be me staying up late on Thursday to finish one and then getting up really early to do the other one. If I only have four people contribute to the Money in the Bank roundtable like I did for Payback, it may not be that big a deal. But, you know, you guys could always help out with that. Who knows? Watch uh, Raw in two weeks. Oh, that sucks. Why does it keep getting deleted off your DVR? No, it's just been, I haven't felt like there's been much to really draw me in. I've been kind of just bored. The Go Home show this week was good. Uh, the review was decent. I might give it a watch. So I was like, okay, I might, because apparently Vicky got a good send-off. Yes, she did. Which is good. And, and like Robert, tonight I will be doing a Wrestling to the Max episode 90... Six. Oh, We're getting close to that 100. And we had to delay it for more stupid things. Plus I had to help uh, Harry and Tony Acero filling in for Tony Acero on the Raw reaction. 
because he was too upset about AJ Lee being pregnant. Not really, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Good for her. CM Punk is such a smart man. Get a shotgun. Got her pregnant, so she didn't have to go back to WWE either. Oh, that's that's funny. Oh, did she get released because of that? No, no, no. That's uh, the first time, I'm sure. Uh, yes, so look out for that. We're also going to be re- uh, reviewing the ROH Best in the World pay-per-view, the first ever live pay-per-view that ROH has done. Uh, reviewing that Raw and two episodes of NXT because we had to do last week's show on a Thursday and we just went ahead since we were uh, reviewing Slammiversary to go ahead and do that post Slammiversary impact. And the six-sided ring is coming back, so that means more wrestlers are going to get injured. But that's okay. <laughs> Did that mean you really get injured when they had it originally? I don't know. Everybody keeps complaining about how it's so hard to work or whatever. I just don't care for it. I think it looks stupid. But that's just me. I always liked it because I liked it because it was something different. Yeah, and when I watch things and uh, on some Mexican stuff, they use a lot of six-sided rings. Oh well, yeah. yeah always... Sometimes, True. sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. I think it's just whatever they have at the stadium. <laughs> and one last bit of news that has nothing to do with video games: LeBron James has opted out of his contract. So. Oh. Oh boy, I can't wait for the Cleveland Cavaliers to get more fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe. So now we have LeBron and Melo as free agents. Oh, Team USA all over again. <laughs> Going to the Lakers or something. <laughs> yes, the Lakers. Uh, poor Kobe. He's and a, you have a, Kevin Love who wants to trade. Yes, yeah, so he's on the market. Jeez, it's gonna be an exciting free agency. It's gonna be the opposite of the NFL free agency. <laughs> hey, maybe Dallas has a shot. Maybe they keep talking about Melo to Dallas. I don't think so, but who knows? I don't think Melo would in- do well in Dallas. But if you can have Melo and LeBron, that might change things a little bit. Oh, that'd be nuts. I don't know what would I would think of LeBron and Melo on the same Mavs team. Uh, alrighty, guys. The egos well, explode. This podcast will be back on Sunday. Hopefully, God willing, nothing crazy <laughs> happens, or that the U.S. don't Joke. somehow uh, advance and I'm gone off the deep end or something. But uh, until then, enjoy whatever's left of the World Cup. Enjoy your week. Play some games, and we will see see you back here on Sunday. And if you, uh, I know it's been a while, but if you don't listen to us live, we're out there on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn. You can listen to us on demand, and go visit that Facebook group. Maybe if somebody starts posting, other people will start posting. All right. Neat. Until then, see you guys later. Later. Randall's old.